Are you a brick and mortar business owner looking to thrive for at least 20 more years? Or perhaps you're part of a family business, maybe a parent and child company of sorts. And you're wondering, how can you still make it together? Well, tonight for Hispanic Heritage Month, we have a very special interview for you with a local family restaurant established in 1999 and still here to this day in the financial district of Boston, Massachusetts. Yes. So you are going to want to tune in for insights. I mean, we end up going even over time uh, with the interview. I had such a pleasure interviewing them, but they shared all the insights, all the back-end information on how you too can ensure that you are running a thriving business through recessions, pandemics, um, like they political upheavals, you know, location switches, all the things. They made it through and they shared all the tips and tricks. So stay tuned. Welcome to Entrepreneurship is a Marathon, a podcast about how you can grow a profit-producing, purpose-driven business without burnout. We don't need more people starting businesses. We need more people continuing. Each week, we'll deliver the latest and greatest tips, tricks, and strategies for you to revive, grow, and scale your business. Now, here's your host, consultant, professor, and the business defibrillator, Vanessa Zami. Now, some of you may be slightly confused uh, if you saw some of the flyers and topics change around. So our original guest, Amber Frelin, for this evening was going to talk about authenticity. She does live in Florida and she was, her and her family was greatly impacted by the hurricane. And so they're okay. Uh, they're okay, but they are still without electricity a week later. So we will be scheduling, rescheduling Amber to come and join us for authenticity, what to do if no one is responding. And we wish our originally scheduled guest Amber, her family, and others in Florida safe recovery down there. And we know that she'll be joining us soon in the future. That's showbiz. When you're live, things happen. The good news, though, is that we were able to record this lovely, lovely interview with the local family restaurant established in 1999, still here 24 years later, the first authentic Mexican cuisine restaurant in Massachusetts. And I had so much fun just listening and hear more from this mother-daughter team, Julie and Betsy King. We are honored to share their story here. Entrepreneurship is a marathon, the live show and the podcast. You do not want to miss the valuable insights that they have and for how this widowed immigrant kept and still keeps her business, Vila Mexico Cafe, thriving these last 24 years in Boston, Massachusetts. And she has no, she has uh, no plans on stopping, okay? And she will continue for as long as she wants to continue. You'll hear it here. Before we go into nitty gritty of the different questions and the interview and the insights, as always in every episode, what I like to address, what has been your win of the week? What has been your win of the week? Yes. So type it in the comments. It could be a personal win. It could be a business win. But take this moment today. What has been your win of the week? Yes. My win of the week was this interview with Julie and Betsy King of Vila Mexico Cafe. Talk about an entrepreneurial business ownership story. I mean, they just, I mean, just amazing, right? How they took through all the ups and downs. You might be here in the post-pandemic world, like, oh my God, what am I going to do? You might be here during a recession world listening to this and like, OMG, like, I should just switch up everything. Perhaps your landlord is telling you that they're about to shut down the building that you are in right? They went through that too. Perhaps you are, you know, 
concerned. Maybe you're a child concerned about their parent, right? Concerned about your parent. You're like, oh my gosh, like my parents always stress out. Like, what like what do I do? Maybe you're the parent stressed out about the child and wanted the child to also live a life. They went through all that and more in this interview. And so it's just so happy and honored to be sharing that with you. Oh, so what has been your win of the week? It could be personal. It could be business. But what has been your win of the week? To give you a background before we introduce Julie and Betsy King. So Julie King is a founder and owner of Villa Mexico Cafe, known as the infamous Mama King. She's been a mentor, an adoptive mom, a knacker, a local food industry personality that adores cooking and sharing good food with her friends her customers, ultimately, um, they, you'll say more, essentially, Villa Mexico Cafe, they treat it as her home, right? She treats it as her home. And you, you get what you get, right? The good, the bad, the happy, the sad, most importantly, the happy. And Villa Mexico Cafe is an immigrant woman family-owned restaurant that's operated for 20 years, 24 years and counting, founded by a Mexican miss, missing her food, right? She essentially, you know, was like, I'm in Boston here. Where's authentic Mexican food? And voila. Started in Woburn, Massachusetts, now in Boston, Massachusetts. A uh, Mama King, Julie King, owner, manager, cook, cleaner, and everything else, moved there with her daughter, Betsy. And after her American husband passed away from Alzheimer's. And through the years and through many ups and downs, Vila Mexico has established deep community roots and proudly supports different community organizations and events focusing on women's health, food safety, social justice, and education. You will hear more other inspiring, informative, and insightful stories soon. We have here someone who shared that one of the week was waking up early and exercising with her mother. Talk about family. Gotta love it, right? Let's keep this thread going. And let's hear from Vila Mexico Cafe. Good evening, listeners and viewers. We are so honored to have here with us Julie King and Bessie King, the mother-daughter team behind Villa Mexico Cafe, a 20-plus-year-old business in Boston, Massachusetts. We are so happy to have them joining us this evening. So, ladies, how did you get started? What, like, where, why did you get started? How did you get started with Villa Mexico Cafe, you know, way back when 24 years ago my dear we started the business how very difficult <laughs> because we were just coming from mexico city mm-hmm. we are from mexico i mean when i said we is because i always include my daughter uh, like a mexican girl but the truth is that she born in texas i got married in texas as well and in mexico city and my, and my husband and her dad um, he was American and he was a, an officer from the U.S. Navy, mm. the U.S. Navy. So um, we moved to Mexico for basic education and when he passed away, we moved back to the States to allow my daughter to study here. So I finally came back to Boston because um, I thought that it was a very good place for her to study. and. It was only me and my daughter, and we were missing, well, I was missing my food a lot. Bessie was raised in Mexico because her kindergarten and and the elementary school and part of the middle school, she did it in Mexico, Mexico City. Um, But when we moved to the state, she came here for high school and also college. So that's why I decided to go to move to Boston. And I was missing my food a lot. And 
I never thought, you know, that the food, the Mexican food in Boston was like a Tex-Mex food. So every time we used to go and eat some Mex Mexican food, I was very, very, very um, sad and upset because it wasn't a good, authentic Mexican food. And so suddenly I could have, a, a, I found a little place. My sister came from Mexico uh, together with my daughter. We started working in that little place that it only cost me $500 a month. The landlord really was very helpful with us. And that's the way I started my, my business because I wanted to show the people what was our authentic Mexican food, our history, our culture, and at the same time, our folklore and the mariachis. And in those mm -hmm. days, my friend, 24 years ago, you couldn't find a mariachi band. It was very difficult. Yeah, in the 90s? You couldn't mm. find the right ingredients. So we have to bring everything from Mexico. But that's the way we started. Very difficult. But after 24 years, I can tell you that we are blessed. Thanks to God, we have a nice business. And now a lot of people come here and enjoy having the authentic Mexican food. And, you know, this is like our relationship. My mom and I, she's the visionary and I'm like the note taker action planner. <laughs> so um, I would like to just add, you know, several immigrants come to the U.S. and they are like my mom, lawyers. My mom's a lawyer. She's not just a cook and mm. nothing against cooks either, but there is not the ability to work in their profession yeah. because the U.S. makes you get your license reaccredited. And that's very difficult for many immigrants, even if they speak the language like my mom did. So we have teachers, we have accountants, we have lawyers, we have doctors, and all of them are capable to work in those industries, but they are essentially not allowed to by the government. So many immigrants continue to survive by opening small businesses. And it is those small businesses, the immigrant businesses, the exotic businesses that really inspire other larger businesses and organizations and companies to launch fancy restaurants with being fusion food right or being inspired by or trends that essentially take from the original source which is immigrants or people of color or any other culture i love that thank you for adding that yes i know a lot of my peers who you know are who come you know, to America as immigrants and they have their doctor degrees and they have, you know, all these, they have these fabulous sort of, you know, lives being publishers and authors and all this thing, you know, outside. But then when they come here, they're not able to practice. And so it's like, mm -hmm. what do they do? You know, and, you know, back then there wasn't like rideshare. Nowadays people do rideshare, for example. But um, this is so inspiring that even with the, uh, you know, it's like sort of the things where you guys said, okay, there's a demand here, we're not seeing the food that we want and there's definitely a gap and so let's fill that gap right i think that's so inspiring especially you came together as a family too and you say you know what we're gonna do it together and make it happen and so i love that and so what were you kind of may, maybe alluded to this a little bit earlier but what were sort of the the hardest years of business for you would you say so yes we're gonna be going into that yes after this break but while you're watching we're gonna take a quick little momentary break meanwhile 
support Villa Mexico Cafe. Follow them on social media. You can find the Villa Mexico Cafe. We'll be right back after this quick break with more on what were the hardest parts of business for them, right? How do they, what really kept them, what were their keys to success as they went through the recessions, the pandemics, all the things, right, on the past 24 years. Think about what has happened during the past 24 years, right? Um, and all the things that they went through to still make it. So after the short break, we'll be right back. If you're a storefront business owner, salon owner, or brick-and-mortar shop owner, including a cafe, home decor, furniture, or clothing boutique, then listen up. We have some incredible discounted workshops at bzami.com for our podcast listeners to help you increase your sales by 50%. If you're looking for more tips on reviving your business, make sure to visit our website, bzami.com. That's bzamy.com. To register for our upcoming business growth workshop on staff management, financial management, and time management. It's your time to revive, grow, and scale your shop so you can go on that vacation and still have your shop thriving. Visit bzami.com. That's B for Vanessa, Z for Zebra, A for Animal, N for Money, Y as in yes.com. Visit bzami.com for more details. What would you say it was like the beginning, the middle, the end, all throughout? Uh, what would you say were kind of the hardest years of business for you? We have lots of people listening who, you know, they have their brick and mortar business. Some of them are 15 years in business, some of them five years, some of them 10 years. And so what would you say for you were like the hardest years if you had to like map it out? Well, the thing is that let me tell you something. We started pretty good. This happened in 1999, mm -hmm. okay? After six months, my dear, since we opened the restaurant, we have lines going into the place. We started with five tables. We ended up with 10 tables. That place wasn't the restaurant. It was like our house. The customer wasn't our customer. They were our friends. We were sitting a couple with another couple because we needed more, more, more chairs, you know, more place to, to food the people. And it was a party every year every day but after two years being in that in that place and then villa mexico starts you know like growing and being very happy we have a fire accident then after a year <laughs> we could i could be relocated in Hoover, where is the place that we started and we have a bigger place and we have a big restaurant with 30 tables. I was working from six o'clock in the morning to one, two o'clock in the morning. It was a lot of hours. It was very tired, but at the same time, it was very happy because the people that are coming to the second location, they were very happy. And then I got sick. Then uh, we were relocated in, the, in our fourth, um, location and it was no the third location and it was a gas station gas station it was very very little place and it was in Beacon hill and it was incredible so we start having parties in a gas station our first customers started joining us to the gas station it was something unique because it was a Mexican restaurant in the gas station having a good burritos, okay? An authentic Mexican food. And we were having 
a blast over there. The students from MIT, we have a student from Suffolk University, from Northeastern University where my daughter studied. And after seven beautiful years and Villa Mexico was blooming and was growing, guess what? The landlord wanted to demolish the gas station and oh my God, it was awful. Then a friend of us that we met in the gas station Oh, before yeah, I continue, Julie, I just want to read this for people just a, a bit before we got right. So ultimately it was sort of a right because there was such a like there was such a demand, right, for Mexican food in the Boston area. It was sort of you'd like sort of hit the market, right? You hit the jackpot in a sense, right? So you had all success coming in. And of course, you probably had uh, you know, with people like with the networks, you guys were sharing it out with people, right? And people came and they flooded. And then it was sort of, cause there's this moment that happens sometimes with people where they experience the growth in their business, but sometimes they then decide to pull back. They'll, they'll say, oh, okay, it's growing. You know what? We only have five tables. Let's not market that much, right? We said, no, 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 we're growing. We're gonna keep on growing. And so it was, okay, how can we then sort of capitalize on the growth, right? And switch locations. Sometimes you gotta go to a new location. So you went to a different location, you prospered even further. And now you're at a point where it's sort of, you know, different things were kind of happening. Now it's like, oh, we want to shut down the entire store. And lots of people, there may be someone listening right now where perhaps, you know, you're in a space or even during the pandemic, especially when people were shutting down things and all that sort of stuff, uh, where perhaps they were getting, you know, pushed and bothered to also, you know, shut down their store and their restaurant. And so, okay, what did you do next, Julie, when that gas station came? <laughs> okay, well, I was going to tell you until a friend of us that we met at the gas station and he and his wife was extremely um, wonderful person with us. They helped us brick and mortar to do our house at the financial district because they own a building here. Not our house, our restaurant. That's what I she mean, means. The restaurant. Okay, I'm sorry. I always but it was like a house. It was like a family. So yeah. it's like a... Yeah, no, and besides that, I spent most of the time here, you know, so... And then we were having, they, everybody knew that Villa Mexico was coming back and it was back in business and we was this and that and that. And then guess what? COVID-19 came over here and it was crazy. So if you tell me, if you are asking us the biggest issue that we have or the big problems, my dear, I can tell you that during all our 24 years, we have, with, Many, many, we have been having many, many, many issues, problems, incidents, and we are still in business because yeah. we are together. Uh, I mean, for my daughter, it's not like beautiful thing because it's not, she wasted part of her life making burritos and tacos and helping me. But to me, it has been my, my, my entire life having a business here because it was extremely hard, very difficult. From this business, I could raise my daughter, but it was running like crazy. I am widow, nobody helped me. And I was, you know, trying to jump in very of many obstacles, but we are still in business. Now, Bessie can talk about the experience about it. Yeah, no, I think that's a very good uh, summary that my mom gave, you know, we've been in four different locations. Um, we have had three different landlords and um we 
have continued to survive essentially because of our customer base who continues to tell us we like your food we want you you know please keep going open up again there are many times where i've told my mom it's like just close it let's finish this just get a normal job that gives you benefits right like and, and that you have a 401k because most small business owners don't have a retirement account they don't some of them don't even pay themselves paychecks right so it is very hard it is very hard work like my mom said she was sick she got um you know hospitalized a number of times with surgeries so it's not easy just to call yourself the owner right like my health too it suffered during the years that i was at the restaurant working full time because it's like 80 hour weeks um and so i think that the biggest challenge now is not the survival thank god we have a very good reputation we are hustlers we don't give up but it is to make customers realize that the customer is not always right and that as business owners we deserve the same respect that they expect as customers. And post COVID, it has been even harder to make customers realize that. Not our loyal following. Our loyal following knows. If you come into the restaurant, this is how things are. That's how you're gonna have them. But for any newcomers, if they come in and they try to ask for substitutions, if they question why the food is too expensive, if they wonder why we don't put corn inside the tacos or anything like that, that's like the Tex-Mex version of what food that they're used to, we will educate them, politely tell them this is how we do things. But then we usually receive anger and there must be a something passing by either my mom or me has an ambulance passing by i'm sorry but you know we usually receive anger or uh, attitude or well this is how it should do because customers are right and it's just like no you don't like it go to another business that's the beauty of business ownership i can Yes. Love it, love it, love it. We had a, a guest, uh, one of our listeners. Wow, what an eye-opening story about what it truly means to be a business owner. Yes. And there's more of that story to come after this quick break. But ultimately, right, it's what, what was Bessie just talking about? The authenticity. It's sort of staying true to you, yourself, and what your business is, right? And so, and she'll go into more details about how they actually stayed authentic as a business, right? Through all the changes, through all the demands, and sticking true to their purpose right after this quick break. If you're a storefront business owner, salon owner, or brick and mortar shop owner, including a cafe, home decor, furniture, or clothing boutique, then listen up. We have some incredible discounted workshops at thezami.com for our podcast listeners to help you increase your sales by 50%. If you're looking for more tips on reviving your business, make sure to visit our website, thezami.com. That's V-Z-A-M-Y.com to register for our upcoming business growth workshop on staff management, financial management, and time management. It's your time to revive, grow, and scale your shop so you can go on that vacation and still have your shop thriving. Visit bzami.com. That's B for Vanessa, Z for Zebra, A for Animal, N for Money, Y as in yes.com. Visit bzami.com for more details. I want and I have craved the spot in this niche industry because of what I offer. So to any business owners 
listening, you know, you don't have to be rude. You don't have to be an nepotist, but you have to stand your ground. And that is what we've done for 24 years, you know, being the only authentic Mexican restaurant owned by Mexicans from Boston and in Massachusetts. I love it. I love it. Standing your ground and sticking together. Yes. Right. Like talk about true authenticity, right? It's sort of, yeah. you know, you've heard it's like all these challenges have happened, but what has really kept you together, is, you know, togetherness of the actual team within the Villa Mexico Cafe. But even the point that you touched on, Betsy, in terms of, you know, now, I mean, actually, I'm curious, based on your answer, I don't want to assume, but based on what you just shared, would you say that past what would you have done differently in the past is sticking more to your ground like was there ever a time where you sort of like tried to veer off and all the sort of jazz and you were like oh no we should have just stuck to our ground or would you say it's always been nope authentic at all times no i think we've always been authentic we opened the business with my mom saying if i don't eat it in mexico i'm not gonna sell it that's it <laughs> I think that business-wise, we should have done other things in the past. We could have explored, uh, you know, um, a different location. I mean, we wanted to be in Boston because it was making it, right? Mm. We started in the suburbs. Had we stayed in the suburbs, we would have thrived, I think, twice as much as we have in Boston. Mm -hmm. Because the cities have slowly, even before COVID, phased out because of how expensive they become. And mm -hmm. so now with COVID, the irony is we were originally from Woburn, Massachusetts with the business, right? And we chose the financial district because it was like the middle of it all. And we are making, we're making before COVID very good business, thank goodness, which is not the point now. So I think whoever, and, and I think that is an experience, a shared experience by many business owners, making it to the city is like the sign that you have a good business, right? But moving forward, I think any location that you choose has to be intentional. Is it close to where you live? Because we, we didn't live close to Boston. Is it accessible via transportation? Because sometimes there's not going to be an ability to drive if it's snowing and you still want to open, right, for us or for people in Florida right now with a hurricane, right? Um, there's a lot of different elements that you have to think of nowadays. The costs are so much higher and that we didn't have to think of in the past or that we didn't want to think of. Not that we didn't have to, we didn't want to. So looking back, I think those are the lessons from our past that we're trying to implement moving forward. Um, but we've always stuck to our guns. We've always been, if we don't eat it in Mexico, we don't sell it. And my mom is the biggest profit for that because she's just like, no, that's not my food. I love it, I love it. Beth, so did Julie, anything else to add you'd like to add to what Bessie mentioned? Oh, wait, you're on mute. It has not been, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, it has not been easy. Not for me, not for Bessie. Why? Because her life was being, you know, only in the restaurant. She studied a profession. She finished her master. And I think that my daughter deserved to have her own life. She has a very good uh, employee now, and she's working on whatever she really likes. 
it's not easy for me right now because of course she's a very very nice uh, person to be working with and very strong and she knows how to handle the things but she needs to have her life hmm. it has been very hard for me but at the same time i have such a wonderful thing from my customers that i said my my friends and i had we met so many 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 angels in our life that it has been beautiful for example in the events that we go there is one that is coming in october and we have been helping this event for 12 years okay and we are part of that event this is men cooking for women's health and is the the how do you call the the hospital come on it's the codman square health center here in dorchester yeah and who are the men the men are all the politicians in massachusetts including the governor the city the major um representatives and news journalists so we know them and they really like us and every time we go to this event um it is so wonderful because they see us you know and they julie Messi, how are you because they met my daughter she's I mean, she wasn't a kid, but she's not the lady that she's now, you know, so they have been seeing how she grows. Even there is a guy, his name, well, a guy, John King. He's a very good journalist. And he's an anchor. And I told oh, him, God. I told him that he he's my brother-in-law. <laughs> and one day I was in there and I said, John, how are you? So he looked at me and he said, do I know you? I said, of course, you're my brother-in-law. And he said, are you my, my daughter's uncle? Am I? Yes, of course. <laughs> and since then, every time that she said, hello, my dear niece, how are you? And it's, no, it's, it's hilarious. This is John King, the like CNN reporter, who's originally from, from Boston, from Dorchester. And he's been at this event for a number of years as well. And so, you know, it's, yeah, it's hard. Like my mom said, it's very hard. It's hard for me to see her working alone because I know how to handle the restaurant. I'm younger, like she said, like I can take things better, but at the same time, we each have to fulfill our dreams, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think that that has been a big challenge for both of us as family members, learning how to continue working together or doing whatever I can from the periphery to support her, like tonight with you. <laughs> um without being physically there and trust me i miss it i miss being there i miss seeing our customers sometimes my mom tells me oh this guy came in with this burrito and he says he he said hello to you and it's like chicken only no rice no beans and i finished the sentence and i said extra lettuce and she goes oh my god you remember i was just like of course i remember his name's john like i love that right i love it and like john king our customer john also has the same familiarity and we become family members of some of our customers we've seen kids grow up we still get holiday cards from people that used to go to woburn to eat with us 25 24 years ago you know so mm. it's uh it's been a challenge learning the balance of business ownership and family life is very tricky but it's yeah. one that is absolutely necessary 
It is. It is. And I'm so glad you to touch on that. So actually your stories remind me of one of my other clients who was also a mother daughter team. And it's very much like the daughter, you know, married now, now has a granddaughter, but still is the same town. And so still helping out with the business uh, from a marketing perspective. And so they're not necessarily a restaurant, they're a different brick and mortar uh, shop, but ultimately it's, you know, trying now we're in that discussion with the daughter. I'm in discussion with the daughter about, okay, how do you also have a life while also helping out your mother? Because she also, you know, wants up her mother, her mother wants to help out too. And so it's kind of just like that dynamic of the family, of the business, and you know, thinking about, okay, what do does each person even want for the business, but also for themselves, right? Mm -hmm. And thinking about how do you adjust that and balance that. So I love that though. Love that. Love that. Um, and so you guys mentioned uh, touched on a lot of the questions. And so I'm curious, what next? What are you looking forward to for the cafe within the next five to ten years? Like, is there, you know, a new location at site? Is there a second location um, down the horizon? <laughs> sort of what's yeah? What can we expect? Well, don't ask this to Bessie because Bessie wants to sell the restaurant and say goodbye. Yeah. You want me to have you know to be study and to enjoy my retirement I'm, yeah i'm not that kind of person mm -hmm. i have been working since yeah i have been working since i was 15 and all my time i have been working like boom 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 doing things doing things doing things i'm like crazy but what is going to happen my dear only god knows mm. i cannot i cannot tell my plans because he will be laughing at me mm -hmm. okay <laughs> so what is going to happen? I don't know. I will keep, I live my day a day. Mm -hmm. uh, I love my restaurant. I feel, sometimes I feel proud to see how without having anything and without knowing any of the requirements in the States for having a restaurant, I could do it. Mm. And that is only because God was helping us. He was directing my life, you know? And thanks to my daughter that she could study. She gave me a lot of press, pulling relations. And it is a very nice, we, we make a very nice team. But at the same time, I, I have so, I am so happy with all the people that I met. They really love us. They help us. They care about us that God, let me tell you something, we are not rich. We have been living from our, our business, but we have been only a small business. Ma'am, and that, how do you call it, uh, pop, pop and mom or something like that, I don't remember exactly, but we never ever have any partners. We have mm. been fighting for ourselves. We are a small business, but my small business, it's so big because the people know us. We are immigrants. We have been having such a many, many, many issues that some people could be, could say, I give up. And with us, we get the best things out of the bad ones. And we enjoy doing, what, well, I enjoy doing whatever I am doing. I thank the people because they like us a lot they really recognize our hard work. And two women in business, we have been working, fighting, and keep our lives with, at least for me, 
I don't know what is going to be my future, but I am so happy in the way that I am right now. I love that. Oh my God. Yes. Betsy, you, anything, to add, anything to add, anything to add. Yeah. I um, love, I suffer many things, but I am still here with my daughter. Thanks to God. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously we have to be realistic, right? Like that's the difference. <laughs> it's like, you see? Oh uh, yeah. If, if things <laughs> I get the dream she's a realistic. <laughs> exactly. Um, I think that it's so wonderful for like the generation of my mom to never want to stop working, right? Like they really were born into a mindset of you will work till the day you die because that's what you're supposed to do and you enjoy it and they sincerely do my mom sincerely does but that's not healthy and that's not sustainable so of course as any child would want their parent to be calm and happy and be able to travel whenever they want or sleep in past 7 a.m because they don't have to go and make sure that chicken's being cooked like i think i would want that for my mom and i think that's very fair to ask that so i think Moving forward, we do sell our salsa nationwide, and it is a fantastic product. The product itself, our salsa, which is, people call it the black salsa, but it's just our house salsa. It's my mom's recipe. Um, it actually paid for two months worth of our rent and expenses during COVID. We sold about $20,000 worth mm -hmm. of salsa in 2020 alone. So we know that there's a product there. And my personal goal is to monetize it and get it in store shelves which is a process of itself. So we need to figure out how to make that happen. Um, and as far as the brick and mortar, I mean, you know, whenever my mom is ready, we can sell it, we can give it to someone else to manage, or we can close it if nobody's going to continue the mission as we have. But I think that there are stories that need to come to an end and that's okay too. And there's nothing wrong in that. We just need to continue with whatever life has ahead of us. And when my mom is a grandma, I don't want her bringing my kids to the kitchen and having her not be able to enjoy her grandkids because she needs to make burritos, you know? Mm. I think mm. they will have, they will hear a very nice story from the grandma. Exactly. If, <laughs> if, if I get grandkids. <laughs> no, 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 never ends. I never know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, spoken like a true international mother. Mexican always been mentioning me. Yes. <laughs> is sliding in there every conversation. Exactly. I get it, Betsy. I'm with you. Uh, yeah. so <laughs> let me tell you a little story. Very well, you fast. don't have time anymore. No, we don't. No? Okay. I will tell you the next podcast. <laughs> exactly. Next one. I love it. Yes, it was a pleasure having you both on and, you know, just loving to see the dynamic uh, between the mother daughter team. And I think it was great how, you know, Julie was spoke like a true, a true entrepreneur. We all know and love like, listen, I'm going to be here until I'm not. And that's what it is. Right. And Betsy speaking like a true strategist. Yes. And here's how you're going to keep on going forward. Right. Think of it. Uh, when Betsy, you were talking about the things have to come in and I think of it like Serena Williams, you know, essentially we say it's like, she called it what an evolution, right? Mm -hmm. It's more of an evolution. And so, you know, yeah. even perhaps you monetize the salsa, it's not the end. It's just an yeah. evolution, exactly. it's an evolution, right? And thinking about that as well too, right? But essentially 
both visions can live and last um, and thrive. And so it's just a matter of what's what's next. But for those you're looking to follow more stories, uh, hear more of Julie's stories as well, too, and Betsy, and see this team in action, follow them on social media. Villa Mexico Cafe. Happy Hispanic Heritage Month, everyone. And for those who are, perhaps you are in Boston, and we have a lot of people in Massachusetts who follow me here on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube. So hop on, head on over to Villa Mexico Cafe, type in your Google Maps. For those who are not in Boston, check out their salsa or put it on your places to visit when you do head into Boston, okay? Because uh, I know you'll be visiting soon. With that being said, have a lovely, lovely, lovely time. And the website is www.villamexicocafe.us. Yes, yes, yes. So inspiring to hear Betsy and Julie King, their story, the mother of Dreamist, the daughter of Realist. I think, the you know, Julie King, mother, the mother, shared it best. I have a small business, but my small business is so big. And that is why I do what I do in helping brick and mortar businesses to thrive in their vision, right? Because yes, your business may be called small, quote unquote, but you know that it is big. It has a big impact in your community, a big impact it to the local people who are around you, right? And we need to ensure that that impact definitely does continue. So it's a pleasure to have Julie and Betsy King here at Vila Mexico Cafe with us. If you didn't already tell, entrepreneurship is a marathon. It's not only about a story, but also about the lessons and action items to keep you moving forward in your community business, to keep you moving forward and equipping you and empowering you through education on how you can keep going towards your second decade of business between 10 and 20 years, towards a third decade of business between 20 and 30 years, and even beyond that, absolutely. If you know of a brick and mortar business owner who's at least 10 years strong, who we should highlight on our show, Entrepreneurship is a Marathon, by all means, send a, mes a message on Facebook and LinkedIn. Send me a message to nominate them to be a guest on our show. We love highlighting local businesses, however which way we can. And if you're saying to yourself, you know what, Vanessa, I want you on my team as a strategic business advisor, then by all means, feel free to also message me as well too on Facebook, Vanessa Zami or LinkedIn, Vanessa Zami. And let's be in touch. Yes, message my, message my team. I'll message you. And let's connect further at power.vzami.com on how we can work together and partner together to grow your business so that you can have a life and enjoy a life outside of your business, growing your business without burnout. Yes, let's partner together to shock your business back to life and keep it thriving. We have way more guests coming to join us over the next couple of weeks of entrepreneurship is a marathon. So if you're watching on YouTube, scroll to the bottom, hit the subscribe button. Yes, to get updates on more guests and more topics coming to you every Tuesday live at 9 p.m. Eastern on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube. And if you're watching us, you're listening to us on the podcast, remember to rate and review us. Yes, we have more guests, more insights, and more education to help you keep moving forward on your business, on your vision, and on your mission. Yes, absolutely. With that being said, have a lovely, lovely rest of week. Chat soon. Thanks for joining us this week on Entrepreneurship is a Marathon. If you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or Spotify, or if you'd simply tell a friend about this episode. And if you are looking for more tips on reviving your business, make sure to visit our website, vzami.com. That's V-Z-A-M-Y.com. To register for our upcoming business growth workshop on staff management, financial management, and time management. It's your time to revive, grow, and scale. Visit thezami.com. That's V for Vanessa, Z for Zebra, 
A for animal, M as in money, Y as in yes.com. Visit bzammy.com for more details.